Shalom, a bracha after Mesachas get in Davchov Ches. Today is Daf discusses. We're going to finish the discussion of what's considered the altar, and we move into when we assume that someone is still alive in various contexts. When Rechoshesh Lamisa, when it comes to Truma, when Rechoshesh Lamisa in a non Jewish court versus a Jewish court. Now, we said before, and the end of Chavzayanam Abay is that if someone loses the get, as long as he finds it right away, it's okay, unless there is simon. But it has to be a very specific simon. The Gemara tells us that if it's just a simon on the goof, like he says, it's a long or short piece of paper, that's not enough of a simon to make it a kosher get a while later. If he finds this get in a, a pouch, a pocketbook, or in a ring, or if he finds it at home between his stuff, even if it's a long time later, the Gemara says that's still a kosher get. Rabbi Huda Mashmal tells us that the halacha is that la'alter immediately, meaning finding the get, Soon, soon is defined as that nobody was there in the interim. That was shita, the shita of the Yeshayimim. Rabbi Barachana says we, we, we hold that Dalach is that nobody passed by. Not that anyone was shaha there, that they chilled and spent time there, even just no one passed by. That was shita of Shimon ben Elazar. The Gemara asks, wait, if that's shita of the Yeshayimim and Shimon Elazar, why not just say that we pass him like them? And the Gemara says that there's actually a version of those shitas where they flip the shitas. And we wouldn't know who says they're passing like who, so we identify their shita as opposed to the one who said it. Now, in Amish, we mentioned a chafisa and a deluskema, where they find find the get. What is a chafisa? Rabbi Khana says it's a, it's a small jug, and a deluskema is a bag that the elderly used to use. Now, in our new Mishnah, we learn that if someone brings a get and delivers it from a person who is a zakin or a chayla, he delivers it assuming that the person who he, who, the husband, is still alive. The Mishnah also tells us that a Jewish girl who marries a Kayin and then her husband goes overseas, she could still eat truma assuming that her husband overseas is still alive. And third, if someone sends a korban chatos from overseas to be brought in the Beis Mikdash, you can still be makrovit assuming that the owner, the person who sent this korban, is still alive. And the Gemara Rava tells us that we're only going to assume that this zakin is alive if he didn't reach the age of 80 and he's not sick. Because most people who are sick are still alive. We have a rave there. But once a zakim reaches the age of 80, or a goises, someone who is in the, the throes of death, there we have to assume that he did die, and we wouldn't deliver this get. Abaye asks, hold on a second. We learned that if someone brings a get from a zakim, or if someone, even if the zakim is 100 years old, you can deliver this get assuming that he's still alive. I thought you said, after 80, we don't. So the Gemara has two answers. Either Taka the bomb question, it's a Tuyuvta, or it says maybe at a certain point, once he makes it past 81 or more, once he made it past a certain point, Rashi says from 81 to 90, which is considered Kar of Lamas, but once he made it past 90, he's not like other people, and we can assume that he's still alive. We don't just say that the, the statistics are going up. Abaye asks Rabba now. We have a mission that says if someone brings a get, from a zakin or a chayla, you could assume that he's still alive. The problem is, if someone gives his wife a get and says, I want this to take effect an hour before I die, immediately she's not allowed to eat truma because we never know when he's going to die and if this is within that hour. So we assume that there is already a death. Rabbi answers that you can't compare truma to getin because, because a woman married to a koyin can live fine without truma. She could just eat chulin. Without get, her whole life is upside down. If the get is taking effect. Right, she says she has the din of some sort of a aguna. 
So the Gemara says, maybe we can ask from Truma on Truma. We have one Mishnah that says, if you have a Basis Shal, the marriage of Kayin, and then her Kayin husband goes overseas, she's allowed to assume that her husband is alive and continue eating Truma while he's away. We have another Mimer about Truma that says, if someone tells his wife, I want this to be your get an hour before I die, she's immediately usher to eat Truma. So they're saying, we could, Truma to Truma, we could ask, why is she usher from Truma now? Why can't she assume that her husband's going to live? So the first answer of Adab Reder of Yitzchak tells us, because by the second case, when he's telling her that an hour before his death he wants the get to take effect, he's telling her, I do want there to be an Isser on you. I want this get to work while he's still alive. So it's not about whether he's going to die or not. Really, we're not worried that the husband had died. But there is an hour that he wants this get to take effect, and this might be that hour. However, a papa asks, how do we even know that he's going to die first? Maybe she's going to die first. So Abai gives a second answer. He says, it's Machlechus of Yehuda and Remeir. Remeir holds that we're not choshesh that the husband died, and Yehuda says that we are. We see this in the Mishnah where if someone buys wine from a kuti, so he has to take care of all the trumas and maestras, he could say that, according to Remeir, he can say that two log I'm going to take off for truma and Ten for my Rishon, nine for my Shani, rough numbers. And then right away, he could drink the rest. And later, he'll take it off. But Rabbi Huda says you can't do that. Also, they also say that it's Usr because maybe the pitcher is going to, the whole barrel of wine is going to crack, and then he'll never have the chance to take off those Trumas and Maestras, and now he's just eating from Hulan, or from Tavel, rather. So Mary has the perspective that, no, this isn't going to break. He's not going to die. And Yehuda holds that we are concerned of that worst-case scenario. Rava gives us a third answer to understand our stira. He says, we're not worried that the husband had died, but we are worried that the husband will die or that this picture will break. Ravadabar Masna asks Rava, that's how you're answering the stira? Well, look at the, kit, the, the picture case. That was a... Concern for the future that it will break. So Yehuda from Diskara says that pictures are different. That case was different because you could give the picture to a shoimer to make sure it doesn't break. So Masharshi says, "What? Who's going to guard the shoimer? It still might break, even with a shoimer." So Rava says, "Lamaiso, when we are concerned, when there's an issue of the husband having already died, that we're not worried about. But in the future, whether it." Whether he will die or whether this pitcher will break, that's Machlekes Tanoim. That's where Mayor argues with Rav Yehuda. Now, the last case we had in the Mishnah was someone who sends his carbon chatas from overseas. We can assume that he's still alive when you're being mock of the carbon. The Gemara says, How can you send over a carbon? You need to do smicha. Two answers. Either a basis says it's a carbon for women who don't require smicha. Or Papa says, We're talking about a chatas Also, birds don't get. The Gemara finally says, um, to wrap it all up, why do we need three cases in our Mishnah telling me that we assume that the, the Baal is still alive by get, by truma, and by sending a carbon? Shouldn't one be enough? No. Because if I had only said get, we're going to assume that the husband's alive. Maybe it's just because she can't survive without her husband being alive. She'll, we, we, we're going to be stuck with Aguna situations. With truma, she could just eat chulin. So maybe we're not going to assume that her husband's alive when he's overseas. If I'd only learned the case of truma, there are times when the only thing that she could eat is truma. That is a possible scenario. But when it comes to chata sa'if, 
maybe we wouldn't bring this person's carbon if there's a chance that he died. That's why the, the Mishnah told us all three cases. In the next Mishnah, we learned that there are three things that have Lozer ben Parton told the Chachamim, and they were masking. He said if a city is surrounded by an enemy or a boat is fighting the sea, or if someone is sent out to be judged whether he should be sent to death, we assume that they are still alive at the time. However, if the city was already captured by the enemy, or the boat was already lost at sea, or if the person is already being sent out to be killed, there was already a final sentence, then we have to assume the chumras of him being alive and the chumras of him being dead. So if Abbas Israel is married to Akayin or Abbas Akayin married to Israel, neither of them can eat truma, because maybe her husband the Israel is alive, she can't eat truma. Or maybe her husband the Akayin is dead, he can't eat truma. In the, Mishra, in the Gemara, Rav Yosef tells us, that when we're talking about a Bezdin, it's only a Jewish Bezdin. But in non-Jewish court, we don't have any Chumras of him being alive. We can assume that once they pass in for him to die, he's already a dead man. The Gemara says, hold on, Abaya jumps in. You can always bribe a non-Jewish court. Say so he's automatically dead because there was a verdict. The Gemara answers, we're talking about where this verdict was sealed by the Pursi Shinmagdi head minister, he does all the, ps- the psak din for the goyim, and uh, once that's done, there is no more bribing. So the Gemara asks, he's saying that in a Jewish court, there's always a chance that the husband is still alive, even after the verdict. We learn that whenever two Adim come in and they say that this person already got a psak from a different bezdin that is Chayv Misa, that bezdin now kills him, based on that testimony. I, maybe this Bezdin is going to be Melamed's host and they're not going to kill him. The Gemara answer is, if this guy ran away from that first court, that's uh, telling, and we could assume that he, Taka, was found guilty. Next, if we hear from a Jewish Bezdin that a person died, a person was killed, his wife is now allowed to remarry. But if you hear it from a non-Jewish court, his wife is not allowed to remarry. What does it mean that they hear that he died or he was killed? If, he, if it literally means that he had died or literally was killed then it shouldn't be any different by a non-Jewish court. Why would his wife not be allowed to get, get married if the report comes from the Goyim? If, the goyim, if a Goyim gives you a testimony, without meaning to give you a testimony, he was, he was just talking and that's the truth that came out, we should believe the non-Jewish court as well. It must be. They were talking about a dead man on his way to be killed. And you see that in the Jewish Bezdin, we can already let his wife remarry. We assume that he's dead if that verdict was set out about him. I uh, didn't we say that Jewish but they dinim can always be Melamedzchos. Maybe they didn't kill him. So the Gemara turns it back and says, no, we're talking about both where he, when we say that he was dead, he literally was already dead. He already died and he was already killed. I uh, why by Goyim? Why don't, why don't we believe them to let his, marry, his wife remarry? Because we only believe Messiah Lafitumot from a guy when they have nothing to gain from it, when there's no Shvach. But over here, since the guy will have a bias to say that he was killed, we're not going to trust him to, when he testifies that this man was killed or died, and therefore we do not let the wife remarry yet. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.